0: This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by Livingstones Masonic Magazine. Visit livingstonesmagazine.com. What do you know about the Bavarian Order of the Illuminati? I'm sure you've heard of the Illuminati before, and now pop culture is trying to hijack this rich history by making up stories that help them sell albums, concerts, T shirts, etc. You want to know the real truth? Then keep listening. You're listening to The Winding Stairs, episode 27. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self improvement. My name is Juan Sepúlveda, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on another episode. As we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Today we have a special presentation in which I bring to you an interview that I conducted with Brother Joseph Wages. Brother Joseph is the editor of a brand new book called The Secret School of Wisdom. The Authentic Rituals and Doctrines of the Illuminati. I'm sure you've heard about the Order of the Illuminati many times and there is a lot of information out there that is completely wrong. And today uh, I will present to you a conversation that I have with brother Joseph in which we share the top five misconceptions about the Illuminati among other things. This is an episode that you want to listen to on its entirety and share with anybody who has expressed an interest in knowing more about the truth behind the order of the Illuminati. Without further ado, Here's Brother Joseph Wages on The Winding Stairs. We spoke briefly about why the Illuminati is, by many people, considered to be an evil organization. But we know that such is not the case because the intent was to bring humanity as a whole to to a higher standard, to be able right. to subscribe itself to moral standards and ethical standards that... Um, were were generally accepted uh, at the time. Uh, we touched briefly about the the history of of the Illuminati, seventeen seventies. But the the second misconception that I that I wanted to get to was that it was still in operations. Um, there is a definite end to the order of the Illuminati. Correct? Yeah, there is. And. Could you tell us a little bit more about how that came about?
1: Yeah, sure. So I think i where where I probably cut off at somewhere was uh, the Illuminati they went along and but uh, Adam Beishaupt, uh kind of got discovered and they were there there was a lot of uh, negative pro- uh, stuff against them in seventeen eighty five and he flees into exile because uh, a lot of their papers were published, and it was kind of a means of shaming them and distracting away from this uh, land scandal that was going on this uh, the, the uh, Bavarian elector. A guy named Carl Theodore. He got kind of caught up in a deal where uh, he was trying to exchange land for a title of nobility in Austria, and he got and the public caught wind of it. And so he was deflecting away from it as a means to, uh, you know, kind of keep the public's mind off of this deal. It's like, well, hey, don't listen to me. There's this this group right here, the Illuminati. Look, they're doing subversive things. <laughs> <laughs> look at them. Look at them. And so they they uh, he he flees into exile because it wasn't very popular at that point, and uh, so the whole southern Germany gets cut off in 1785, and so the northern parts kinda go on for a little bit uh, from, you know, you know, probably till about 1792, and then as the French Revolution comes along, uh, you know, people embrace the ideals of the French Revolution, like a people's republic, and so the Freemasonry was seen as more of like an aristocratic type thing, and so it fell into decline, and it didn't go away, but so Basically, Freemasonry uh, proper like that, it kind of goes on the decline, and the Illuminati just get lost somewhere in the mix, and we just lose the trail, and that's the end of them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, which I'm sure that fuels a little bit of that uh, that suspicion that it, it just fades away into, into history. So people view that as, a, uh, as evidence that it perhaps <laughs> went underground but people will read into into things, however they they will.
1: Yeah, and if people will look at a lot of the different books that are out there too, you can follow the trail to – like there's there's really one lodge that's still operating. Uh, this uh, well, there's two. There's Gotha and Weimar, and there's uh you know there's there's two lodges that are still going till about 1792, and then like it just kind of goes silent. So it just you, you you see it like it basically contracts down into this you know you know a couple little lodges running this thing, and that's it. So. Uh, you know that that's all we have really for uh, the Illuminati at 1792, and then they're done. Hmm.
0: And you know, for those of you who are watching the 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 live broadcast, or if you're watching the video, and you have any any questions or any comments about the things that we're discussing, uh, we invite you. If you're on Twitter, uh, find us at WindingStairs33 and use the hashtag. Illuminati rituals so that we can follow up the conversation. Um, we th- clearly there's a lot of misconception out there and we can share what we know about the order and hopefully that will dispel some of the the misconceptions. The other one that I noted down here is that they were advocating for the overthrow of the government. It Was this one of the of the tenets or one of the intertwined beliefs that were part of this organization?
1: No, it's a, it's a misconception. So, like, what was going on was uh, Adam Weishaupt, he was heavily influenced by a lot of French philosophers, right? Um, Bonnet, Boulanger, uh, Rousseau, people like that. And uh, so, if you read this one text, it's called, uh, Rousseau had it, was called uh, On the Origins of uh, Human Inequality. And basically, he, he says in this piece that Humanity starts out in an exalted state because he's primitive, right? He doesn't have a lot of needs, right? So he's truly free. He doesn't have a lot of things binding him. His concerns are shelter, a place to live, taking care of your family, you know, things like that, the basic needs and necessities. But uh, through his needs and the development of society, people come to work together and uh, join together and form, you know, tight-knit communities, and by doing this, people exchange powers, right, because, you know, not everyone can uh, farm the land and ensure security and uh, run the society, and so it's through these associations like that, so what, the, the main argument in the text is that humanity starts in an exalted state, because they're free, because they have few needs, but through their needs and through the progression and development of society, humanity becomes enslaved, and it gives rise to things like uh, kings and nobles, you know, different things like that. But it also talks about that the uh, the true source of power is, uh, you know, one person being in the indispensable need of another for whatever it might be, but when another person falls in the need, so what you're seeing is it, it rationalizes the exchange back and forth between the balance of power over time. And so what they're arguing is but through enlightenment, and by enlightenment they mean education, right? In education in science, philosophy, wisdom, virtue, morality, and the application of these knowledge or this knowledge to their lives uh, will raise humanity up. So we started in an exalted state. We fell into uh, you know, basically, we fell into uh, into slavery, and through this education, we'll raise ourselves back up. And so, what they're in respect to government, what they're saying is, is that we won't need a king to look over us. We won't need a father. We'll be able to govern ourselves, right? So, this is it's important because the, prior to this, you know, the, the America was the first place really to throw off uh, their monarchy successfully. And why shouldn't they? Because they were so far away, and they, you know, self governance makes sense. And so they're inspired by these ideas. And like they write about America several times in the book. There's like three or four little mentionings of it, about the potentiality of it, right? Like what was this like it's the People's Republic coming on earth? And so while he's writing all this, people are reading about it and it looks like it's coming true. It's like, wow, the People's Republic really is coming up. And it, you know, man is capable of governing himself if he, you know, if he holds himself to a strict code and a strict lifestyle, and that's that's kind of what's going on here, and so that's when they're talking about uh, government, they're really saying that you know we're not talking about overthrowing government. They're saying that man will be capable of governing himself, and these institutions will you know just will become irrelevant and unnecessary, and not through mm-hmm. a violent means. And they say it several times in the text. You know, violent revolution is not what we seek. We seek to influence people to raise humanity to its dig, you know, its full dig. Uh, why can't I say that word? Dignity and <laughs> and they'll uh, they'll basically be able to govern themselves, and that's what's going on. So it's not overthrow the government; it's uh, you know governing oneself and the capacity for it.
0: That's and, and that makes that makes perfect sense. In um, along the same lines, it, you know, before we move on to the next point, the people might read into the. When, when you shine that importance into self-govern self-governance and the self-improvement um, ideally if you were to able to apply that through the whole um, community through the whole society then clearly yeah uh, government perhaps would be completely obsolete but it, it's somewhat of, a, of an utopian belief that sure. something like that could could happen uh, doesn't mean that you abandon any effort to improve uh, individually or as a community but to take it to the extent where everybody is absolutely uh, capable of self-governing, uh, making the the government uh, obsolete,
1: it's you know, it's, it's not necessarily attainable. Right, it's a utopian ideal, right? But it's it's kind of like anything. Like when you have a goal for something like that, say like your goal is to uh, you know help as many people as you can, like that, you're not going to be able to help every person. But just because you're not going to be able to help every person shouldn't limit you to not helping as many people as you can. And so it's like an object, right? It gives us something to strive for, but we also need to take in mind that it's not an attainable thing. It's just a goal, right? It's just a, it's a concept, and that's the difference.
0: That's excellent. I, I like that. Um, the, along the same lines is the misconception that the Order of the Illuminati had as one of its goals to overthrow a religion. And
1: in rid of uh, rid society of religion. Uh, how is there any veracity to this? No, and that's where it gets complicated because um, we start seeing elements of it in the Scottish Knight degree, where it starts talking about Jesus and wh- what is that? What is it talking about with relationship to Jesus? And they're, they're advocating that Jesus had a secret doctrine and that really, even to like the non-Christian, that Jesus is the uh, could be the example of uh, the ultimate person, like the ultimate savior of humanity because it, through an application of his teachings, and they argued that he's got an esoteric teaching. and but it's really not an esoteric thing. It's something that today we take for granted that you know that Jesus, uh, remember like where it says in the Bible where Jesus came to uh, he didn't come to bring peace, but he came to bring a sword, right? And what he's talking about is, like, his message isn't a uniting message. It can be divisive, but not divisive, like, in a subversive manner. In a, in a, it's in a manner of attaining salvation and self-perfection, and it's through this path that we walk that uh, ultimately brings us into conflict with other people who, uh, you know, for whatever reason, don't think that's such a great idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't we see that every every day. Um, now… There is one more misconception that I found fascinating and there will be conspiracy theories about about this and parallels with other conspiracy theories. But mainly that one of the goals was global depopulation or reducing the population of, of, of the earth as a whole. Um, where does this come from and is there any
1: truth to it? Okay, so the the concept for this, um, I, th- I think uh, Alex Jones put out a film. We called it Endgame, and he was talking about global depopulation, and it's you know it's the plan. The elite are going to do this, and they're going to do it through all these different means and methods, and you know that's totally something else. But he also like harps on the Illuminati, this, the Illuminati that, and so that's why the idea floats around out there. But you, the interesting part about it is when you actually read the ritual text. Remember we were talking about uh, just a minute ago. Uh, Rousseau's on the origin of uh, human inequality right mm-hmm. well that concept's in the uh it's in the priest degree in this thing called the lesson in the first chamber well it gets expounded upon in the uh in the rex degree the top degree in the system and he he takes it one step even further and uh, you know uh they basically go into that you know, not only is mankind going to be raised up to this exalted state that um, all these things are going to happen, but that it's a part and it's a system of nature, and God has it encoded into nature itself like that, that the actual system and the mechanism of this world will lead to this uh, state. So it's a natural progression of things to start out exalted, to fall to a lower state, and to be raised back up. And so just like we said, through the application of morality, wisdom, and virtue, the knowledge of it and the application of it to one's life, we'll come to find out that uh, also through the increase of population, right, because it's when there's a scarce population, and he argues this in the piece that you know when there's times of scarcity of population, that's when despots rise up, right, because uh, they need people to organize and control. Can you still hear me, brother?
0: Well, guess what? At that point on the interview, we had some technical difficulties, which I clearly was going to blame on the New World Order and the Illuminati. So this makes it a good spot for us to pay the bills. The Winding Stairs is sponsored by Living Stones magazine. Brother, if you haven't had a chance to check out Living Stones magazine, I encourage you to do so today. Living Stones is a monthly publication that features articles by brothers like Charles Harper, Cliff Porter, and Tim Hogan, among many others. These articles are very insightful and should spark that desire for you to continue your search for light and masonry. You can even bring them to lodge and share them with your brother as a contribution to Masonic education. You can download a free copy of Living Stones magazine today by going to livingstonesmagazine.com and click on free stuff. That way you get a chance to read it before you buy it. Living Stones is available in printed and digital version. Go to livingstonesmagazine.com. The Winding Stairs is also made possible by freemasonryart.com. I recently published a new collection of art related to the liberal arts and sciences. As you know, Freemasonry expresses its teachings through allegorical means, these represented by symbols. Those symbols are powerful. Go to freemasonryart.com and you can see how I utilize these symbols to create a work of art that can remind you of the lessons contained within the different degrees in masonry. Go to freemasonryart.com.
1: I can see that we have Brother Wages back on. Yeah, apparently my computer decided it was a good time to go to sleep. <laughs> I th- there's an evil hand in this. The one they're out to get us. I'm sorry. <laughs> we will finish this interview.
0: <laughs> Again, the title of the book is "The Secret School of Wisdom: The Authentic Rituals and Doctrine of the Illuminati." We already we talked about the Rex degree. We talked a little bit about the the Pris degree. You. Uh, for those listening, you can learn a lot more about everything that in, that's entailed within the rituals of the of this defunct organization uh, when when you get the book. And I wanted to ask you, within the book itself, there are several illustrations to support some of the things that that you present. Could you give us an idea of what types of illustrations the people can find in the book?
1: Oh sure, yeah. So, the, so in every manuscript, or not every manuscript, but most of the manuscripts, there's, uh, you know, there's there's uh, the ritual texts have like examples of what's in there. So what you'll find in the book is you'll find in every every all the best rituals from all uh, all the best images from the best manuscripts. We've included these images, and uh, you know there's different variations of it. And I've actually collected quite a number of the variations of the different ones. And so you'll see things like the uh, seal for the uh, Minerva jewel that's actually drawn in there. You'll see the Minerva carpets. You'll see the uh, Freemasonic lodge carpets. You'll see uh, different pieces of regalia, and you also have like ciphers and uh, things that are also in the text too. So I mean, it's literally as the text appears, all the things in the right spots. Uh, it's literally like a, it's a it's a total like a perfect reproduction of like the best ritual book that that could ever be. So it's kind of like a, a blending of all the best manuscripts, and so what you get is like the the best copy.
0: Another thing that Joseph Voyages did for, for the listeners of The Winding Stairs is that he'll be able to provide some exclusive scans of some of these manuscripts, of some of these pages of the manuscripts, and yeah. we're going to make those available to you. When you go to thewindingstairs.com forward slash secret school, uh, you'll get a chance to get a link to where you can see some of these illustrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, we encourage you to, to, to get the book. But they, will will they find in in this set of
1: images images that are not in in the book? Oh, yeah, that's what I put it in here. Was, so they'll have access to some of the variations, and some of them are really cool, some of them are interesting, and then some of them are just like uh, – whoever was doing the manuscript apparently wasn't very good at drawing, so some of them are kind of rougher than others. Some of them are better than others, and so what you get a, kind of a feel for is just the variations that exist that are out there. And so it's the same way with the handwriting, too. Like, that's why it was such a tedious deal because, you know, some people had really great copying handwriting, and other people didn't. And you can guess, you know, which ones <laughs> which ones were the ones we kept.
0: That's, that's excellent. But, you know, there's one thing that I really like about it, and, and I've seen – Uh, Most of the illustrations that you'll be able to get by going to that link and some of these really give you that feeling that you are looking at the actual pages where the man has illustrated or actually written or it's almost like that connection not to just a text that's written like this is the actual product of a man's hand and brain. So you're having this connection with, with someone who Back in the 1770s, was conceptualizing an order that would keep us talking about them hundreds of years later. <laughs> you know, I think that's fascinating. Thewindingstairs.com/slash-secret-school, and you can uh, you can put your email there, and you'll be able to download those images. There's so much we could be talking about with with this. I, I wish that we'll have an opportunity to speak a little bit more later.
1: Oh, sure. When time you want it, man
0: there's one thing that I'm, I'm very curious in your access to all these uh, sources of the the order of the Illuminati have you noticed any parallels
1: of the Illuminati and Freemasonry as we know it today oh totally so like well just even from like the symbolic degrees right let's look at those and talk about those for a second uh, so the uh, the symbolic degrees in the Illuminati system, they took it basically uh, uh, a full ritual book from this lodge called Asaranykite uh, the unity lodge in frankfurt they basically uh, you know took the whole system rearranged the catechism questions you know they only put one obligation in the uh, entered apprentice degree there's no obligations in fellow craft or master um, the lectures are for the most part the standard ones that were going on back then and the the floor work of the lodge Um, It resembles a lot the strict observance system, and so when we look at today like what's close to it, the rectified Scottish Rite is very close to it, like what they work in uh, Germany and in France, and the reason is because they were both heavily influenced and came out of the strict observance, so these are – the reason why they're so similar is they come at the same time period that the uh, strict observance is falling so people are taking what's familiar with them, right, and starting there from that point. And then so what you see is like a tree with like two little trunks that kind of branch off to the sides. And so they both come from the same source. And so the rectified Scottish Rite today, um, they're, it's, it's different now. They have uh, a few different things inside of it, but the main form and function and the way the lodge is set up, um, it's very close to it. Are there any things where they really differ? where freemasonry is either not
0: compatible with the teachings or beliefs contained within the illuminati or or is there not something as contrasting in it
1: well what was interesting is like when they decided to start merging freemasonry and the illuminati like the first 3 degrees the novice degree the minerval degree and the illuminatus minor degree they wanted to merge it with entered apprentice fellow craft and master mason well that's that's what they wanted to do but the thing was is that um, it was never going to happen because it wasn't a good fit. They really weren't compatible. And in truth, be told, a lot of the uh, the requirements for being a a Freemason were less stringent than what they were imposing on the lower part of the system. And so one of the remedies around this was that Adam Weishaupt promoted like rapid advancement in Freemasonry. And so they would do like you know three degrees in three days in some instances, and with their system. And so it was they it was basically they kind of go right through the Masonic degrees. And then, uh, you know, you'd be a master mason, and then only a few master masons would be selected to go up to the Scottish degrees. And that was kind of their means of filtering uh, Freemasons that wanted to join their system and and to go further. So they kind of, like, in a way, they were using Freemasonry to spread, like, the idea of it and then to use from that pool of uh, candidates because they're already enlightened guys, they're already good people, they're already moral, they're already upstanding. So it's kind of like a filtering mechanism, right, for for recruitment. And so the best of the best of the best, they would take those guys and then advance them. And so that's what was going on, and also like they were using lodge finances uh, from the symbolic degrees to kind of fund their activities too. So it was it was it was basically a kind of a snare is what they were doing, and that's what, and So the subversive activities in the Illuminati it had nothing to do with what was going on in uh, government. It had everything to do with what was going on in Freemasonry. Interesting.
0: There's a twist right there. There ever was one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now,
0: do you have of uh, the? Of the rituals that you talk about in the book, is there
1: one that is your favorite? Well, I like the lectures, like because the ceremonies, they're very interesting. The Regent Ceremony is pretty cool. Um, I tell you what, I really I like the Scottish Knight Ceremony. Those those are really good, and you guys can kind of look into that stuff. Uh, but what I really like are the lectures. The lectures are to me are where the fireworks are at, and there's one like that. Uh, we were originally supposed to be in print like back in October, and then we got this new document that we went through, and uh, and basically what it is, it's an early text Adam Weishaupt wrote for like it's a preparation for those who are to participate in the governing of the order, and so basically it's like his instructions, like how to lead the secret society, and it, wow. it's it's dynamite. I mean, and it's I mean it's really really good, and the thing was it was split up. Uh, there was like a a partial copy of it in someone else's handwriting and then the front end of it was the only document that's left in Adam Bysop's hand is this missing instruction so that's that's what's crazy about the whole thing is the only thing that's still his was the first half of this other text that we didn't know what it was and when you kind of put the two together there was a little bit of overlap and that was it. (laughs) Wow,
0: that's fantastic. I can't (laughs) wait to read through that now. Man, oh man. Brother Joseph, I really appreciate the time that you spent with us. Thank you for the, the great work you've done in, in shedding light about this. Thank you for, for putting at our disposal something that would have taken somebody over a decade as it took you to, to <laughs> compile. So <laughs> so I, I really appreciate you joining us. If, if, the, if the viewers want to learn more about you and about the, the book, how how can they? Where is the best place where they can find you?
1: Well, if they want to be my friend, they can find our fan page on uh, Facebook. The, just look the Secret School of Wisdom. It's pretty easy to find there. Uh, then, if you want uh, if you want to get uh, you know personal copies or author signed copies, or even if you want to look at getting some of the regalia pieces, I've kind of reproduced some of them because you know it's real interesting. Because the only thing that really survives is that Minerva jewel, but um, we have the illustrations of the other regalia, and so we were able to reproduce it. And I've got more editions coming, but, you know, it's just it's kind of neat, like, for a collector's sake, like, just to have some of these things sitting around and be like, you know, the, you hear everyone says, no, that's Illuminati, no, that's Illuminati, and then you can go to my page, which is IlluminatiRegalia.com, and you can say, no, that's Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> the, re-
0: the real kind.
1: <laughs> that's the real deal. That's right.
0: Well, there you have it that was my interview with brother joseph wages i hope that you enjoyed it and learned a few things or dispelled a few misconceptions about the order of the illuminati i also would like to thank brother mackie carter for the nice gift that he sent me in the mail uh thank you brother mackie i i look forward to speaking more about the story behind the gift that you sent me Thank you again to the brothers of Winter Garden Lodge for bringing me over to give a presentation. Uh, More especially, Brother Frank Lopez, Worshipful Frank Lopez, uh, Brother Victor Rosario, and Brother Richard Zarth. Thank you very much for the warm welcome, as always. And brothers, if you would like to have me over at your lodge to give a presentation... I focus my presentations on inspiring messages that can help a lodge inject a little bit more of energy participation in the lodge, especially when it comes to Masonic education. If your lodge is having any troubles with membership, retention, uh, enthusiasm, or that insidious apathy that seems to plague so, so many lodges. Uh, I would love to, to have the opportunity to come and speak to the brethren in your lodge. If you would like for me to come and visit, let me know. Just send me an email right to Juan Sepulveda at dot or through any of the social media networks in which I am participating. Very special thanks to Billy Mays the Third of Infinite Third. The great music that you have heard here on this episode of The Winding Stairs uh, is, is brought to you by uh, Infinite Third. I invite you to go to www.infinitethird.com and check that music out. Whether you're looking for music to to soothe your mind or if you're looking for something energetic to to work to, this is the place for you to go. Finally, If you enjoy this program, make sure to join me every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. at the Masonic Roundtable, where five brothers from around the country get together to discuss Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. You'll join me as well as Brother John Moore, Brother Robert Johnson, Brother Jason Richards, and Brother Nick Johnson. Uh, The five of us get together consistently. We've been doing it for over a year now. We've discussed incredible topics that you don't want to miss. Go to the Masonic or join us on YouTube at Masonic Roundtable. I hope that you found today's episode entertaining, educational, and that the information that you found in here you can share with other people. There's a lot of misconceptions out there about masonry as well as orders like the Order of the Illuminati, and one of the things that I want to bring to you through the winding stairs is light is truth is something that is not just pop culture i want to bring you some real information that you can share with people with certainty so i hope that you really enjoyed it and that you can join me again next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs hey you still there Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. But I know there's brothers out there that are missing out on the things that we are sharing here, and I would love for them to find out about it too. Can you do me a favor? Link our program up on your websites, on the Facebook page of your lodges, anywhere where some of these younger brothers that are thirsty for more information, more light, can get a hold of it. Thank you.